It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And also we have the Merman, who is none too happy that Top Gun Maverick has now had its release date pushed back to late May of 2022. What the hell? How you dealing with that, Mer? I'm going home. All right. Uh, So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Oh, well, thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and the growing Film Rage community by joining a membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members. And all members that sign up will get a special limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see it. And you know what? We'll watch it. Shout out to our U.S. listeners again. They're just crushing these Canadians. It's almost like the Olympics all over again. We're just so relegated to the B-side. That's us. It's true. Bronze medal. It's true. It's true. Movies are back at Canyon Meadows Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to CanyonMeadowsCinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support, and we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. Dance. Streaming, 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 what? We're streaming, Jim. Streaming. So, we something on uh, Netflix. Netflix. Uh, in English, it's called The Trip. I don't remember what it's called. And where's it from? Norway. I don't know what it was called in Norwegian. Uh, the Trip is the story of a couple, Lars and Lisa, whose plans to kill each other at Lars's father's cabin are interrupted by some uninvited guests. Lots of humor, lots of violence, and more gore than I was expecting made for quite the enjoyable journey. The film rolls along with some effective bloody slapstick and some razor-sharp dialogue. Both Numi Rapace and Askel Henny are fantastic as Lisa and Lars, but it is Nils Oftebro that steals this movie as he plays Lars's father. The moment he arrives at the cabin towards the end of the flick sets us on one of the more enjoyable flashbacks of any film that I have seen in a while. It is five minutes of laugh-out-loud moments as he escapes his retirement home and makes his way to the cabin. The trip was on its way to being Mondo anyways, but as soon as Lars' father hit the screen, There was no other way to rate this movie. The Trip was a violent, blood-soaked, hilarious movie. The Trip was Mondo. Oh, snap. Mer, I think we should let the Norwegian go next. Well, thank you. Danke. Uh, Well, this is quite a treat because we may actually all agree on this. I have to thank Jim for this little nugget because I never would even thought to look for it on Netflix if he hadn't mentioned it. Then when I found out, it was by the guy who did Dead Snow. Yes. That's all I needed to know. And it was a Norwegian. Although, you'll be proud of me, Jim. I actually figured out on my Netflix settings 
how because it was it was the English dub version again, like I did with John Claude. I'm like, what the hell is up nice. with this? So I went and checked the audio settings and switched to the original language. So I actually yes. got it in Norwegian, nice with subtitles, the way it was meant, the way it was be. intended. That's right. Yep. Well, what else can we expect from the makers of my favorite Nazi zombie film, Dead Snow? Gratuitous violence? Check. Inappropriate toilet humor? Check. Evil Nazi? Jawohl. And it's Norwegian, so you know I was going to love it. Throw in Scandinavian comedian Nomi Rapace, and it was a bloody good time. Mondo. Nice. Oh, Norway, how I love you so. As do I. And not just, be- not just because they provided us Murray. That's right. No one does tension like Tommy Wercola, be it with Nazi zombies or Nazi prison breakers. Wait a minute. Is there a theme here? Is there Nazis in every single one of his movies? <laughs> I guess we'll have to go back and find out. <laughs> This film was so original in its content, and you never knew it was going to happen. The fight scenes are probably some of the best action fight scenes ever by a wife and husband and convict together in one scene. I was just like, I want more of this. And here I thought the ref had good good fight scenes. I ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, some great gore, some amazing comedy. This has all the fun and over-the-top everything that we expect from Tommy, and he delivers every single time. Who knew there was a heist film that I would actually like? And damn, they threw everything in this film. Like, like almost like salt on an open wound. Hell, they even actually threw throwing salt on an open wound into this movie. <laughs> and, uh... Mother fucking sexist Norwegian grandpa who kicks motherfucking ass, as Bryce had alluded to, really put the Norwegian cake icing on this delicious film. Oh, did I happen to mention that the music was incredible? This Norwegian gem of murder and mayhem was Mondo. Awesome. All right, here we go. A rare occurrence. How often do we yeah. do that? You know, if we've all given it a mondo, our listeners have to realize how great this movie is. Exactly. Something for everyone. Yep. All right. We did go to the theater, though, too. Yes, we did. Double feature. On a I have a feeling we're not going to get three mondos out of this one. I uh, knew. No. You might get one. You think so? <laughs> I hope not. That will make make me sad. Prepare to be sad. Oh, it's me. I just (laughs) saw that. You let me intro this piece of crap? Yes. I want to make a sandwich, if you know what I'm saying. And it's in French, too. Awesome. King Charles VI declared... Sorry, the last duel with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um... The King Charles VI declares the knight Jean de Carouget, whatever. Yes. Settled his dispute Perfect with French. the squire by challenging. Actually, that is not accurate. It was his idea, not the king's idea. The king wanted him to settle it otherwise, but he had to have a du- duel with Adam. But Driver. he did allow it. He, he had to allow it. it. He allowed it, but it wasn't his idea. Anyway, yeah, directed by Ridley Scott and matt damon and adam driver and jody Comer from uh what the hell was that show she's in killing eve or something like that she was also in free guy uh yeah okay <laughs> let's start off with a bang here i hate 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 ben affleck mm-hmm. so why the hell would i go to one of his movies for one, I only saw him in one small scene in the trailer. I mistakenly assumed he wasn't in it that much. Wrong. He was not in it enough. <laughs> I was also unaware that he and Damon co-wrote the script, or I would have stayed it far away from this film. Looks like they're but in line for another Academy I Award. I do love my historical sword fighting movies. 
So I was dragged to this two and a half hour turd burger. Okay, first off, WTF is up with Affleck dropping all the F-bombs in the movie. According to my research, yeah, I did it. The word is of Germanic Dutch origin and dates back to the 16th century. Creative license. This movie takes place in the 1300s. Next up, location of this film and its historical accuracy is France. The armies and soldiers and knights are all French. Mm -hmm. Leading actress is English, and the three main actors are American. They don't even attempt to butcher an accent or speak the language. I don't know how much Jim hates that. Why would they? Uh, Next up. Oh, but but Murray forgot to mention. Yeah. Yet yet every song was in French. That's true. Which made complete sense. Because the soldiers were French. The actual guys doing the fighting were all French. That that made. They're all speaking English because whereas if we're French. Yeah. But they're singing in French. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes complete sense. And the next up sense, is Marie. the same friggin' story told three times in three different points of view. I know. With very little difference. It was very good. Spoiler alert, in case you haven't read up on the actual events, the guy was guilty all three times from every point of view. Yeah, but in you know, other than showcasing different degrees ben Aff- of guilt. Other than showcasing Ben Affleck's horrible lack of talent, except for when he plays a sleazy dirtbag... The point of view from Driver's character was meaningless. The middle part of this movie was pure torture for me. I did actually enjoy the first 20 minutes of the film, which was all the fighting, and the last 10 minutes of the actual duel. The duel was excellent. Two hours in the middle was horrible. Major rage. Wow. Nice. So I don't understand how how are you getting the last word on every single thing we're doing here, Jim? I don't think I like this. Well, I'm doing. I don't. I have the first word in the next movie we're talking about. Yeah, but you just had the last word in the last one, and now you're going to get the last word in this one too. That's not yeah, right. Yeah, but you got. Don't you want? Don't you want a defense? Don't you want to defend? Well, ben you're going to say the same thing. I think I need to hear what everything everybody's saying to defend it against everyone, because apparently you've got a, you've got the same view. Oh, <laughs> uh, mine's not exactly the same. No, not but as, it's pretty not, close. Not as harsh as mine, I don't think. Mm. All right, go ahead, Jim. Okay, you want me to go? I'll go. Go. Okay. I'm ha- I am absolutely happy to talk about this movie. First off, I'm not sure why two self-indulgent spoiled brats from Hollywood thought anyone from anywhere would want to see a movie about 1300s France, but apparently I the do. two completely awful acted friends for years, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, thought... We should all see this. Yes. But not only did we have to watch this terribly crafted script once, but three times. I don't know if anyone told them, but nothing in 1300s France was as clean as this film made it look. And retelling this badly written and acted script three times in one movie got super tired after the first time. The only thing half worth seeing in this film was Adam Driver. Because he is great in everything. Ben Affleck's character was was ridiculous. I know that was the point. Plus, uh, oh sorry, did I say portrayed? I just meant he just was a terrible actor. I mean, I say fuck as much as the next person, but really switching from Latin to say uh, fuck in the 1300s. First off, as Murray already alluded, it didn't happen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't get the attention. I got this makes it even stupider. It took me out of the decade, out of the time yeah. period is what it did. Well, I never got into it because because 1300s France was a cesspool of disease. That's right. And they made everybody look clean and happy, and even the houses were clean. There was no filth anywhere. Like, watch a Monty Python movie first before you write a <laughs> terrible script that you've written for the stupid French 1300s. not watching a documentary. I'm watching a movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. Wa- I like to watch movies. A real event, like then. like normally, Bryce likes to watch movies that are accurately portrayed, especially if it's a biopic. No, not when not and, when they and, not when they go in the complete other direction with their tongue firmly planted in cheek. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just bad. I don't think I don't think anybody but you really thought this was tongue in cheek. So let me let me let me just talk about the fact that first off, seeing this three times was terrible enough. But the piece of resistance. I, I was hoping we were going to get it from the king's point of view. And 
Ugh, yeah, I would have. I would have thrown. My, I would have thrown myself on my sword if that happened. From the king's um, point of view, we could have got it from the mother's point of view. That I would have enjoyed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they could have had yeah. at least five points of view. They they could have had yeah. I would everybody was have been was part of all happy. three three uh, perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, the end of this film. Yes. Was the piece of resistance? That was very good. Because first off, a twice knighted. A uh, person. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Killing machine <laughs> battling against a squire would yeah. lasted about two seconds, yeah. and then a gushing inner. Th- oh, sorry, is this tongue and cheek, Bryce? Maybe I missed this. But a gushing inner thigh wound that d- it just doesn't magically heal seconds after yeah. it's continually, continually gushing blood. I'm guessing that might have been a major artery that he struck. Because uh, even your but, boyfriend but, Ben but Jim, Affleck. Apparently, it wasn't because he didn't die. Uh, yeah, because apparently it just stopped. It just magically stopped bleeding after seconds wound. earlier. The blood was so much that Ben Affleck had to jump from the screen and say, "He's probably gonna die." Yeah. <laughs> so only two has uh, been writers that think that this script was worth telling. Oh, because they wrote themselves let alone, as the hero. That's why. <laughs> let alone telling it three times. This took 2.5 hours of my life. Yep. I will never forget yep. because it ra- made me rage so hard. What? And I don't hate Ben Affleck, but in this movie, he was terrible. He was Matt Damon he was, was, he was absolutely hilarious. terrible. He was, so he was hilarious and, in and this. Putting, I don't know what you're talking about. He was he no. was the guy from freaking Mallrats I know. in Medieval Times. The it same was fantastic. Character. It was so Dude, absurd. I, I, it was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're thinking this was made as a B film, but I have a feeling they thought it was more serious than that. Oh, I, I, I refuse to did watch. Did you any listen to the dialogue? You really think they thought it was more serious? Come oh, on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, two spoiled brats from Hollywood yep. writing a script about 1300s France. Like, if you if you really wanted to make it funny, do it more Monty Python. Exactly. I I do Monty something Python. in your ge- or throw some. Jokes I do in. something in your general direction. Yeah, exactly. You know what? A big bag, big bag of rage. So what? Yeah, sorry, I you, 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 I, I wasn't clear on this. So oh, this no, was he, a rage for you. He was a hard rage, like. Oh, it was like I would arm wrestle Murray for a bigger rage, is exactly. what I'm saying. I, I actually what? turned to him. I have turned to him in the second time. What is going on? And I look. And I looked at Murray and I said, "Murray, please fucking kill me now." I don't think so we want. I don't want to. We didn't watch the same this. movie. And then, when, and then, then they put the third one out. I went, "Oh, oh my yeah. god!" And yeah, I almost exactly. threw myself down the stairs. Oh, yeah, no, I, we were sitting at the I top of the stairs. My eyes. I'm like, "Oh my and god!" The, that stairs looked pretty appetizing. You know what it, it reminded me of. It reminded me of the movie Clue, which I loved. But when it came out in theaters, I went to see it three times to get three different endings. Exactly what it was: the same story and just three different endings. That's all it was. Could you pick which ending you saw? No, it's random. I actually saw the <laughs> same one twice. <laughs> so you kept on going to Clue hoping oh, yeah. that you'd get it. Hell yeah. Well, tickets were like get five bucks. Endings? They were like five bucks back then. But See, yeah. the this, was, watch- this was worth watching just yeah. so you could hear that story, Jim. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. All right, yeah. Bryce. Well, it was, just, it, was, it was worth it just because me and Murray shared a moment. We did share a moment. Yes, we did. You know what? I now, mean, if you please rebuke everything please, that we hey, said. Please defend hey, Ben Affleck. If you're going to gonna be a stickler for historic accuracy, I am. Then it's it, you're not going to enjoy this. The fact of the matter is, you're either going to go along for the ride or you're not. I went along for the ride. The performances were tremendous. Um, ben Affleck's never been funnier. He was hilarious. The only person that Matt Damon wasn't fantastic i'll give you that but he was still he was still good um driver was he he just engulfed this he ate up the screen he was ate up the screen he was if i had to choose like one person that just fit he fit yes that's you you really nailed the point bryce is that matt damon didn't feel like that somebody else but but the thing is the, the writing made it so that it's okay the writing made it so that Ben Affleck could be the clown. The writing was tremendous. This was funny. No. This had tremendous action sequences. It was all good. There was nothing bad about this. Yeah, I, don't, I, always, I have no I idea what you're talking re- about. 
the re- the retelling of a female empowerment film yeah. where she gets raped three times in the movie. That's yeah, exactly, very right? funny. Yeah. I totally. Think oh, and there's one funny. other thing that bugged me about it. No, no. Uh, Matt Damon's like twice her age. He's like in his fifties, and she's like what twenty three. Like okay, well, well then you, now you're finally yeah you're at now you're getting into the accuracy of that that yeah. era. So I guess so. But. Yeah. So anyways. I, I don't I'm you guys got me dumbfounded. I can't believe you did not like this movie. You're really giving this a Mondo? I haven't given it anything yet, Murray. Okay, tee it up. But what I've got written down here is the last duel was Mondo. Oh my freaking god. I loved it. I wish I still had that boo on this thing. Yeah, where's the loved I don't know. It. It's not on this panel. Loved it. Anyway, you can have your yeah. like That'll be the last one we have your, see with him. Wait, isn't that, a, isn't that a French line, Murray? Have what? your cake and eat it too. Marie Antoinette, yeah. Mm. I'm sure that isn't accurate either. Mondo. Maybe. <laughs> All right. I, I just know that, yeah. Oh, and because really it was two and a half hours long, okay, I left early. Mondo. After the duel. There was still like 10 minutes left after that where I was like, uh, some kid playing in the meadow. Yeah, like, I didn't need that. What the that. hell is that crap? That's like the end of the Hunger Games. Like, what the hell? I honestly didn't need that, but it didn't take away from the fact that the what? two and a half hours wait, that I just, of bliss wait, was, that I just had, where where Ben Affleck, once again, was fantastic. I'll the see, man can do no wrong. If it, if it would have been like Ridley Scott's other movie and Matt Damon would have killed Ben Affleck, that would have made it a Mondo for me right there. Because, mm. you know, in Gladiator, when he goes after the freaking emperor, whatever his name is, and he kills him. That made the movie. Emperor that's what, Palpatine? No. The, what the hell is his name? The Phoenix's character. I don't even know what we're talking about. Gladiator? Gladiator. talking about the one Gladiator. With Cuba Cooding Jr. and no, Brian Dennehy? No, Gladiator. Top of the head. No, hardest part of the body. The Russell Crowe the, the underground boxing movie. The Walking Phoenix character. What the, Was he a emperor? No, no. It's, it was Cuba was Gooding Jr. and Brian no, Dennehy. It was underground boxing. Whatever, Gladiator. Whatever. That's anyway, the only gladiator that that's there is. The only thing that would have saved this movie is if you would have went after the. the I know, king I know of no other gladiator. I am sorry. Ever. Yeah, actually, what would have made it actually maybe a meh is if Matt Damon bled out and then, and then Adam Driver killed, cut his head off. That would have maybe there saved this movie. Maybe. Mm. It might have got killed to, uh, Ben Affleck. A very low meh. That someone has to rush up to the stands and killed Ben Affleck. That. Had to happen. Oh no, Ben Affleck had to that live had on. To happen. He wasn't live on king. and prosper. He wasn't even a king. He was a king's cousin. I know. He was a loser. He was fantastic. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. So we we just <laughs> we just about missed the start of the second movie, which was but let's let's talk about a movie. I think we're all go- we're going to end this with another movie. I think we all agree on. <laughs> uh, maybe. <clears throat> I think it's a possibility. There's a greater possibility than the last duel. I can tell you that. I didn't, okay. I didn't think so going in. I like how it did not be Mondo. I was hoping it was going to be Mondo. And it was. Until I found out that two, those two wrote it. And then, anyway, let's not talk about it. I'm about? tired of talking about that throughout. Okay, so we're talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. Halloween is kills. back, baby. <clears throat> with Halloween kills. I'll talk more about Ben Affleck and, later. And then so you can talk about that in My Rage. <clears throat> so um, I'm going to talk about it in My Rage as well. And me. Oh, God. Not that there's not enough Ben Affleck in the movie. Oh, we're going further than that, baby. Oh, kill me now. Halloween Kills. Okay, so Halloween Kills. So, uh, yeah, Michael Myers is back. Yeah. And and what's her name? Jamie Lee's back. Is she? She's back-ish. And apparently every character original. Michael Myers, I got to respect the player, man. This dude likes to take his time. His murders are so much to killing as foreplay is to sex. Nice and slow. Making the moment last. Michael Myers, I love you. This has some of the most violent and graphic kills. And overkills I've seen in movies for a while. Mm. This film is totally full of nostalgia with the story ideas and the whole feel. The entire time we are at the hospital, I am chanting right along with them. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. (laughs) 
and pretty much laughing at every single thing that was happening. There was so much fantastic in this film, so much mayhem. I thought this film was paying huge homage to our friend Rob Jabaz and his fantastic hospital scene from the sadness. I'm sure that was an intent. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. There is a bunch of really stupid things in this film, but it seemed like it was kind of making fun of itself, unlike the duel, uh, including the breakfast club geek of the past is our super stud, Anthony Michael Hall. This comes complete with representation from LBGTQ and the black communities. And Michael, as we know, is not a racist or a sexist. Everyone in his eyes is ripe for the killing. And everybody gets their turn. Everybody gets their turn to die. And in some of the most creative ways. I had a lot of fun watching this. Even the completely awful ending. But come on, Jamie Lee, can't you and Arnie reboot True Lies and give this franchise a rest? Your character wa- has reached the end of its useful life. Well, yeah, and she never left the hospital. One <laughs> What's that? more movie coming. What's her name? I Lori, know. Her name? She was in, I know. She was nowhere near the killer the whole movie. She was apparently got killed the last time, so she was in the hospital recuperating. Uh, well, you should go back and watch the last one. Um, anyway... And the way this ends, uh, we know that there's going to be more to come. This gets a fun killing spree of nostalgia. Hi, Matt, for keeping me entertained nonstop. Making them... And let's maybe not make them anymore. Could this be the last one? I know Michael Myers seems unstoppable. I think we should pick up where the Terrifier... What's that? Next one will be the last one, but this was not. Okay. Okay, well, that's unfortunate. I believe Um, it's already got a a title, Jim. It's called Halloween Ends. Oh, I thought it might be Halloween Kills Again. No. In 3D. In 3D. So I think they should stop making these and start making the Terrifier 2 because Mm. that's what I've been missing in my life. Mm, Clowns. They did make the Terrifier too, didn't they? It haven't hasn't come out yet. I've been waiting for it. Oh, I thought I saw something about it. I know that it's supposed to be coming, but yeah. it's not here yet. I see. That's kind of interesting. Huh. It's coming. It's not here yet. My turn or yours? I don't know. What do you think? Well, you, I'll, I'll be brief, so you can. Go I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna be. I'm going to be pretty brief. Too. I'm going to keep it brief because I don't like slasher films. Slasher films are awesome. Um, I did have my favorite 80s nerd in it, though. Anthony Michael Hall. Yes. Not just Breakfast Club. <laughs> also Weird Science. I love Weird and Science. And a few others. Uh, 16 Candles. Uh, yes. He was, was he, he's in both of them, wasn't he? Yep. He was yep. Pretty excellent. Pretty in Pink as well. So there you go, pink. my favorite 80s nerd. Was he in Pretty in Pink? I'm sure he was in all of them. But anyway. I don't know that he was. He wasn't in Pretty and Pink. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was Ducky. Yeah. Ducky was in okay, yeah, whatever. One. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, Sixteen Candles, by the way, every yeah. time it's on TV, I watch it. No matter you, what point it's in. You and Harold. Yeah. Harold. Who's Harold? Harold and Kumar. It's his favorite movie. Oh. It might be mine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, dumb dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Interesting kill scenes. There is some good gore. But same lame old story. Hmm. It was a bloody meh. It was a bloody nice. meh. And as a bonus, we had some awesomely noisy teenagers in a row who wouldn't shut the hell up. Mm. That's why Dropping I, don't, their I don't go to horror movies on Friday nights because there's too many goddamn teenagers. That's right. I'm an old person. Anyway. You kids, get out of that jello tree. That's right. They can't shut up and watch the movie. They got to talk. Anyway, your turn, Bryce. Halloween Kills. Uh, it just it just should have been better than it was. Um, I enjoyed the middle <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. As soon as I didn't I didn't uh, I wasn't enamored with the old uh, mob scene in the hospital. That just was tedious. Absolutely, <laughs> I thought it was tedious. hilarious. <laughs> I just was like, ugh. And I'm sorry. You've got. You've got Will Patton and Jamie Lee Curtis. I guess you're saving them for the third installment because mm-hmm. you've got them 
just laying in the hospital bed for the entire movie. Yep. Like, yeah. what the hell? Don't advertise Jamie all... Lee Curtis top bill if I get to see her for three minutes. Yeah. But um, this is Michael Myers all the time. Yeah, they it were all Michael. Yeah, no, the, the, the two that should have been the stars. Well, not the stars other than Michael Myers. I mean, Michael Myers Leading is characters. always. They, they were the completely underutilized. We saw too much of the daughter, Judy Greer. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know. She just kind of annoys me, but she was, she was fine. Um, well, she won't be back in the next. I tell you, the the opening I actually did like. I should go back. I think I said that I didn't. the opening was really good. I love Jim Cummings yep. and everything he does. The fact mm-hmm. he was fantastic in this as uh, Pete McCabe. He was what he was the uh, the one that got killed by the other guy the, in the in the flashback. The two cops, mm-hmm. oh, where yeah, Michael right. attacked, and then he right, tried to right. shoot, and you know, oh, okay, okay, yeah, he was the one that. And got he killed. wasn't as funny as he usually is. He so still was. Go. He still was funny though. He had a couple of lines, but he had to really. You could see that he was like reeling it in because he just wanted to yeah. go bah, but it didn't happen. Um, so he, it was just nice to see him. Uh, anytime I see him, it always just makes me smile a little bit. Um, you know, Anthony Michael Hall. It's good to see him too. There's a lot of nostalgia going on with this, yep. which yes. which added to the enjoyment. Well, I mean, I haven't seen the other eight or how many there were, but apparently they brought back all the characters in the original. They, they brought back, and a they're lot all of grown them. up now, and they're still being haunted by the guy. Loved loved the whole sequence with uh, Big John and Little John. They were <laughs> they were yes. great. Yeah, and the that tall was, guy was Little John. <laughs> it was it was so good. Um, there was a lot of like stuff in here that was like beyond what I would expect. Like so far beyond, but then you get to the hospital scene with the mob and it's like, why? It was just, everybody bought in so quickly. It was so dumb. It's like, it was semi-intelligent for a lot of it, which it doesn't have to be. It's a slasher film, but that was just, didn't fit with everything else. It was like, it, it got to another pace that wasn't, wasn't conducive to what was going on. Did not, like it, yeah. Kill the Halloween dies or what? Uh, evil what they say? dies evil tonight. Dies tonight, dies tonight. Right. See, but but they put that. I think they put the the whole th- reason they had that whole section because it allowed Michael to relocate from locations. They needed something. They needed filler. I mean, yeah. I guess they could have had him kill was, everywhere along the line, I'm all, I'm but all, then he would have been easier to catch. Yeah, I'm all for over the top if it's entertaining, but I mean, I guess this was for you that part, but that part like wrecked the movie for me. Like it completely just blindsided it because it was it had a lot of like the kills were fantastic i mean there was you know there was a lot of it was a bloody good time for a lot of this as murray said the knife the knife the knife block scene was the best i've never seen so much overkill that was so good yeah i'm disappointed that i'm not giving this a mondo all because of about a 15 minute sequence that just i couldn't get past I, I've, I'm actually looking forward to the third one. I think they're going to get it right. I think we're going to get Will Patton in it. I think Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be in it. I think they're going to have major roles in it. I think that along with, with you know, every scene that they had with Michael Myers was perfect. The, uh, you know, the, the way that they shoot him, the way that he moves. I love this art incarnation of Michael Myers. I am really, as you're not, but I'm looking forward to the third installment because I think they're going to get the the uh, it right with the characters that they focus on in the third one because obviously it's going to be Laurie Strode that um, that ends this. So, meh. But I'm optimistic. So I'm, I'm optimistic about Halloween ends. Well, I guess I'll. I will say I'm kind of more optimistic after seeing this one mm-hmm. because I fully enjoyed a lot of it. It, it, it almost got to Mondo for me too. So the, the whole thing was that, you know, it's obviously, it's obvious that we're going to have Will Patton in it, which is going to be great. It's obvious that yep. we're going to have Jamie Lee Curtis in a, a, these two have to have a bigger role in the third one. Do they not? Yep. They just have oh, to. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> have to. Yeah. If they don't, then you're going to see this boy raging in a couple of years. Cause I will be pissed. But right now, I am optimistic about the third installment. Uh, this one was meh. But as a, so, I'm hoping that at the end of this, the third one's going to be so good that I'm going to remember this this incarnation of Halloween, these three parts as being Mondo by the time we're all done. And you know what? It's been building. The first one was, uh, second one was a little better. Second one was a little sequence mm-hmm. there. I'm hoping the third one is just going to knock it out of the park. And it could. 
good. But I, I, I really hope that, and I feel the same way because the I watched the first one of this Inception the night before we watched that one. Yep. And I, I felt the same thing. The first, the, the one before it wasn't as good. This was much better. So it, it should take us on that third trip and it should be better. So let's, let's fingers crossed. But this was exactly what I predicted. We started with us agreeing on a movie. Yeah, yeah, man, man, man. Ended, and then we agree. We ended it. You know what that means, Mur? You bet. Horizon. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Well, well, well. French biopics written by Hollywood elite when perfectly good films like the French Dishpatch could be playing. We only need one American French movie this year, and that movie is the French Dispatch. That is my rage this week. It was kind of the same rage as last week because I'm going to continue to rage until I get to see the French Dispatch. Well, your weekly rage, I know, is casting people who don't speak the language or are not the same country as the character. You guys missed well, the point. It's a major but, rage. But, Murray, that, that... Okay, so that is one of my major rages. Yes. But this, the movie that I really don't want to talk much about, The Last Duel... It didn't really matter because they were all speaking English to us as if we they were speaking French, which is completely different than when they actually pretend that somebody can actually speak French with yes. a French accent when they don't. That is a whole completely different thing. All these people were English speaking actors yeah. speaking English as and if they, it was French. And they weren't even but, doing like a silly accent or anything. No. They're doing, you know. No. And, and, and I mean, it did annoy me as hell. When they started playing singing in French, French, because I'm like, yeah. that made no sense. That made absolutely no sense. It was just a good time. It was just stupid. Rape has just never like been more enjoyable. It was just, it was just another pancake on the top of that French crepe I mean, I mean of crepe. a rage-filled movie. Yeah, exactly. And I want French Dispatch. That's go. my. I, I also want French Dispatch this week. So I've been told. Yeah, we'll see. Still limited release. Turn that music up, man. I'm not ready to talk. My rage this week is the fact that Ben Affleck does not get the credit he deserves. The man has done it all in the film industry. Not only is he one of the finest actors of our or anybody else's generation, but he also has a, is a tremendous writer and director. He has won not one, but two Academy Awards. One for writing with uh, writing Goodwill Hunting in 98, and one for the 2013 Best Picture Argo, which he just happened to be the director of. As a writer, he has shown the ability to write original content, as is the case in Goodwill Hunting, and also he's shown a proficiency for adapting novels into movies, as he has shown with The Town, Gone Baby Gone, Live By Night, and The Last Duel. As a director, he has made four movies that were all mondo. The aforementioned Live By Night, Gone Baby Gone, The Town, and of course, Academy Award-winning Best Picture, Argo. And don't forget the depth and range he has on the screen as a performer. He showed early on his range and has produced stellar performances after stellar performances, and he has only gotten better as the years have gone by. He's been a delight in every type of character, from the sleazy Shannon from Mallrats, to the naive Holden McNeil from Chasing Amy, to the Chucky 
or to the Chucky, to Chucky from Goodwill Hunting, to Bartleby from Dogma, to more recently as Batman and Christian Wolf from The Accountant. And of course, his latest role as Pierre in The Last Duel. I will now ask the appropriate question. What does this guy have to do to get a little respect? That is my rage. Well, if you're asking Murray and Didn't I, the answer is maybe, maybe. What does he have Hollywood to do to get some respect? There's no rage now. That was There's just going total on rage. Ben Affleck. I am pissed that everybody has the opinions that you wieners do. Everybody like the well, whole world. Well, apparently not. Yeah. They gave him Academy Awards. No, yeah, they so. gave him Academy Awards. Great directors cast him in movies. People are begging him to be in his in their movies. So I'm sorry. What's your rage? Like it's my rage is he doesn't get no, he doesn't get respect he, by us. Yeah, my rage yeah, is well, against you. Well, too no, freaking bad. <laughs> well, let me just say. Both I like you Ben and Murray, Affleck in Dogma. I'm raging against. <laughs> I, I like Ben Affleck in Dogma, and I liked Ben Affleck in The Accountant. I like nothing. And then, and then I liked Ben Affleck in um, Team America, and that was it. Those three movies. What about Dazed and Confused? Yeah, he was awful. What? Yeah, you're supposed. He to- really is a. He's really a bad actor. I'm yes, with I'm on team right here. He, is, he may be a great he, producer and a great director, but he's a horrible actor. He is a great actor. He's a terrible writer too. He's a fantastic. Did anybody writer. did anybody listen or or hear the I, of entire the dialogue script of the hunting? last? Two. You guys they went over your oh, guys' dialogue head. in Goodwill Goodwill oh, Hunting. You guys didn't yeah. get it. Robin That's Williams fine. made yeah. that movie. I, That's the, fine. The, Sometimes the, you don't get stuff. The tongue and the tongue and cheekness of a woman being raped three times in a movie. Nah, see, yeah, it's it's just no, no, no. Yeah, see, it's, you're it's twisting my words. My you're twisting my words. There had to be oh, a I'm little sorry. bit. The gravity of the situation, the gravity of the content, mm-hmm. made it so that they need to add a little levity in there, and it was done perfectly. And sorry, what? what sorry, what was the levity? Oh, right, the script was so bad it was funny. That's. That's what we should have noticed. I love this. That it was so it. bad, it was nah, funny. And I guess I missed the you joke. Not, I you know not of what you speak. It was fantastic. Yep. A2, Brute. What is? A2. There's some Latin for you. Rage. Subsiding. Hey everybody, George here, host of The Best Little Horror House in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest at least. It's a real fun show where every episode I agree that the movie our guest chose is the best, and we get into where their love of horror started before discussing the movie in detail, the background, the themes, specific call-outs before ultimately summing up why it's not just good, but it's the best horror movie ever made. And we've had some incredible guests ranging from horror icons like Caroline Williams from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Rich Summer from Summer of 84, and Anthony de Blasi, director of Midnight Meat Train and Last Shift, all the way to some of my favorite comedians like Neil Campbell, Jeff Dutton, Betsy Sidaro, Joe Wangert, Tim Kalpakis, and more so listen to the best little horror house in philly wherever you podcast and ask yourself this what's your favorite scary movie and let's not forget bryce hollingsworth and jim evans that's yeah, right been yeah. guests multiple times on his podcast. And part of the reason that i wanted to make sure we promo george this week yeah. is because is that the, cu- ja- the japanese cube is coming out oh, yeah. i believe this weekend there you go. so even though we're not probably going to get to see it no. in cinema Hopefully, we'll be able to at least see it on VOD. I'm, I'm praying that we can see it somewhere because we have an open invitation to George whenever it comes out that we can both see it, that he's coming back on our show. And it would be awesome if he could make it for our Halloween special. You're being yep. very optimistic that this could happen. Yep. I, I would be in so much joy. I hope it does. You never know. Uh, but. Yeah. George, we love you, buddy. All right. Well, Bryce should be happy. I'm not going to be talking about Ben Affleck this week, much as I really wanted to rage. Well, not much anyway. (laughs) There's plenty of rage on the minute this week. Most thanks to Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's latest box office flop, The Last Duel. It's no secret how much I despise Affleck, but I'm not crazy about Damon either. His movies are pretty much hit and miss. Since I can't really go after his good movies, I'm going to focus on his biggest box office flops. 
And there are quite a few. All right. Start with Stuck on You, 2003, The Farrelly Brothers. Co-star in Greg Kinnear. Uh, Conjoined twins from Martha's Vineyard moved to Los Angeles so that one of them can pursue an acting career. One of them. They're conjoined. I know. It's funny. Budget was $55 million. It made back about uh, two-thirds of that. Yeah. That wasn't the total But it made me laugh. Yeah, I guess that's the important thing then. Next up, we have The Legend of Bagger Vance. Yeah, I liked it. 2000. Robert Redford directed that one, starring Will Smith, Matt Damon, and Charlize Theron. I uh, know. Down and out golfer attempts to recover his game and his life with help from a mystical caddy. That's good. Uh, budget was 80 mil, and it made about 30. Mm. But it entertained nice. me. Next up, we have Titan AE. Uh, granted, an animated movie. Uh, Don Bluth. Yes. Uh, co-starring Drew Barrymore, Bill uh, Pullman, and John Leguizamo. I like this one. Uh, budget, it was great. Budget was seventy-five million. Seventy-five, 75 million, million for a cartoon. For a cartoon. <laughs> Must wow. have been all that high-priced talent. Yes. Uh, and it grossed about twenty-two mil. That is gross. Young man learns he has to find a hidden Earth ship before an enemy alien species does in order to survive. It's good survival of humanity. Like a miss to me. Then we have The Great Wall. Uh, co-starring Matt Damon and Pedro Pascal and yeah. the Chinese people. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. 150, $150 million it cost. Yeah, but it was funny. Made back 45 And I read that they had to have over 100 interpreters. It was funny, on though. On the set. I don't think that was the intent. Uh, no, but it was. European mercenaries in China encounter a secret army that defends the Great Wall of China against a horde of murderous creatures. I know, even the premise is funny. <sighs> then we got downsizing. I love downsizing. Alexander Payne. Yes. Co-starring Matt Damon, Christoph Waltz. And? Uh, Hong Chao. Yes. I don't know who else is in it. I love her. So, that's a woman? Okay. Uh, budget was $68 million. And it made back 24. Social satire in which a man realizes he would have a better life if he were to shrink himself to five inches tall. I loved it. It looked interesting. Mondo. I missed that one too. Like, no thanks. It was a meh. Mondo. And then last we have Green Zone 2010. Okay, Green Zone. All green grass. Sorry, Matt Damon, Greg Kinnear, and Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, it was bad. A $100 million budget, and it made uh. back about 35 mil. Uh, discovering covert and fa- faulty intelligence causes an army officer to go rogue as he hunts for weapons of mass destruction in an unstable region. Yeah. Isn't that like one of the three plots of the Bourne movies? Uh, it's just bad. This brings us to his latest collaboration. It was with, like with Bourne his, Light. His lame BFF Affleck, The Last Duel. Oh, so budget bad. was over $100 million. And it made 4.8 last weekend. Yeah, we're in COVID You times. can blame some of that on COVID, but but, but theaters are, are fully open now. I mean, Halloween made like 50 mil. Uh, maybe people saw the trailer and decided to avoid it. I sure wish maybe because I they, had. It's maybe because they knew it was going to be awful. Exactly. And it was. It was good. I'm sure Damon will bounce back in his next movie. Hopefully I convinced you to not just go blindly to any movie that D- Damon or Affleck are in. Because they make a lot of crap. What? All I got. I liked most of those. There's two that yes, weren't so not good. not surprising. A couple of Mondos in there. <laughs> the mm, audience doesn't think lot, so. Uh, there's a lot of meh, I think, in that. Yeah, uh, there to was. To be quite honest. There was. To be quite honest. So, <clears throat> I have a, we have to make an announcement because... Yeah, I'm very interested in this. I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, okay, so um, Bryce Bryce put Christopher Walken on the mesmerizing list, and he's been off for quite some time. What? Yeah, he was removed because he was in the movie Nine Lives, which is the worst movie ever made, in my opinion. And under under the thou shalt take Kevin Spacey off mesmerizing because he was in, what was that terrible movie again? David Gale or something like that? The Life of David Gale. Right. So you removed Spacey, so I had got to had to remove 
Christopher Walken off of that. the list. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, I did a long time ago. I thought, so I thought the, Bill the Murray was though, in Nine Lives. No. Well, maybe. I forget. But uh, Christopher Walken was definitely in it. He was definitely the best thing in it. But to your rule, you cannot be mesmerizing if you're in the worst movie ever. It's it's just a rule. That's a rule? So, yes. So the question we have to pose is if we go back in time to last week, because he's not mesmerizing, well, then we, we gotta go- technically take out Johnny Depp. But Johnny Depp was so terrible, we should just remove him because he was so awful in that movie. It's like proved that he's not mesmerizing. Well, we can, we can remove him right now by just... Uh... No, what are you talking about? What? what, what, what? <laughs> so last week when we removed Johnny Depp, yeah, because John. we all agreed Christopher Walken was more mesmerizing, right. except Christopher Walken isn't mesmerizing on our mesmerized list, so he can't take somebody out that isn't. But we still but I've got take I've got Depp a whole out. list of movies that, that Christopher Walken you can just take people out left and right. Like we can get this list down to like ten. Except Christopher Walken isn't mesmerizing anymore. Well, this is crap. How am I going to get this yeah, list down if I don't have Christopher Walken to be knocking people out left and right? Well, well, now we only have two people to vote on. Like, I seriously week. have a whole list of movies where I can knock out, like, 30 people. Yeah, I know. They're going to have to find They're all going up against Christopher Walken? And yeah. Now, and now and I guarantee we're all going to go walking every time, but apparently he's not on the I'm mesmerizing sorry. list. I don't remember any of this. Yeah, well, uh, Kevin Spacey should also be on the mesmerized list, but no, apparently he was in the life on. of David Gale, and Christopher Walken was in Nine Lives. So there we go. Yeah, but so, two different two different <laughs> types of movies. Uh, Nine Lives was supposed One to be funny. You you give you Murray, give comedy Murray slack. Murray also can Murray also can have his comedies get slack. Movie. You get slack with What's comedies. That? You get slack with no. comedies. You do. You get a little slack it's a, when you're making no. a serious movie like no. Life of no. David Gale, and it ends up being so stupid. No it's enraging then there's no excuse no. for that if you're just no, trying to be funny and you miss the mark it's not a rule no fun, funny's in the eye of the beholder it's, no no so you can be he's forgiven gone. for funny no he's off unfortunately he can't unmake that movie but it was a comedy so now we only have to decide between william h macy and morgan freeman but do you want to double check to make sure Morgan Freeman's even on our mesmerizing list? <laughs> or did you just imagine that he was on our list? I have no idea. <laughs> you should probably know who's on our list. Oh, are you guys been updating him? Because I just went by wherever it was on the website. Yeah, <laughs> website says Morgan Freeman, doesn't it? I don't know. I'm looking at it right now, but it was when I printed it off. There you go. But so was Christopher Walken. So if he no, was on at one point, right? Not. Yeah, like yeah, when I printed they both it were. off. When I printed it off, he was on. Where you go? Murray has confirmed that he was so, on. So, maybe it's an error on the website. There's like 9,000 names on it. Yeah. And now apparently I can't knock any of them out because... No, Morgan stupid... Freeman is not on our mesmerized list. How, what are you talking about? Sure he is. Look at our website. Yeah, I'm making up stuff now. Well, then why... We can't even do a debate this this week, then. What are we debating? Uh, We're, well, we could we could we, put Morgan Freeman on the list. And us we can talk him. What did we do? You guys said it was all. There was three of them on there. Who? I don't know. I don't have it with me. Uh, did we already do Maiden the, House? Christopher no, Walken. No, that's that's this Cri- week. Oh, is it? Yes. And you just said Christopher Walken is no longer on there. Morgan Freeman is not on there. Then Mace, yeah. Macy wins by default. Oh, for crying <laughs> out loud! Apparently, this is so apparently, complicated. Okay, yeah, I, it's I, not, think, it's, I think we have to go through that, this list again it, and just. It's not that complicated. You just have to. I want to re-vote on the list. (laughs) I want no. I want to right now. I want to re-vote on the list. I want to take next week. I want to take like seven, eight minutes where we all just say the name, and bang, bang, boom, we say yay or nay. Because I have a feeling if we go back over this list again, we might not. Has to be unanimous. Because it's being the yeah. list is wow. Yeah, so so we're gonna lose a lot because we put a lot of these on. Well, I wasn't around. <laughs> so I don't even know who yes, the hell they are. But Murray, you can't judge them based on TV shows. No. You have to judge them based on movies, on movies I've seen that I like or don't like them in. Like you there you go. Do. Well, it doesn't even matter if you like the movie. It's whether you you find the actor mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah you you got to differentiate. It's the worst movie ever anyway, made. So unless it's the worst weekend? movie ever made. Anyways, this is making me sad. 
So move on yeah, then. it's making me sad that you that I had to watch that terrible movie that you told us to watch. How bad was it, eh? I knew it was, it was awful. So I, I remember how bad it was, and then I watched it again. I was like, oh, I didn't remember how bad it was because it's even worse. Oh, but, it's awful. Okay, so William H. Macy was definitely by far the most mesmerizing. The other two were just Oh, duds. no, Christopher Walken. So, no. Oh, he was awful. <laughs> what are you talking about? So who did you... Morgan Freeman Murray's got so apparently we all, we all they would have all stayed but they're they all, all they're stayed, all gone right. but William H Macy all right, anyway so, so so they all stay so Morgan Freeman and uh, Christopher Walken are on the mesmerized list done nope they no, they not. are not on the mesmerized list but so we all disagreed nice try. that means they're still but on they have to be on the list in the first place ah. Uh, whatever well they, this was just the this was just the best list episode What's ever it? all right let's move on Ranger so Dare. next week re, next week we're gonna go through the entire list and blast sure. through it okay let's do that and <clears throat> bing bang boom yay or nay let's yep yay or nay all next right. week people Right then. Murray's gonna be the big veto. Yeah, that's right. What's it? I don't care. At this point, I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna be sad afterwards because Murray's gonna get rid of a bunch of people that I that we got on just because he wasn't here. Yep. But whatever. Try to sneak that's the rules. Me. Yeah, I'm sure you're looking at the list and going, "Oh man, he has to." They're he, gone. If he takes They're somebody, gone. They're gone. If he takes if he takes somebody off the list, though, he has to tell us which movies he which saw movie? them in. Okay, yes. I will do that. It's got to be an educated. Um, veto mm-hmm. that's what yes so you can't just veto because you don't like their name or what they look like or where they're from you have to have seen movies with them in all right and i don't I have to see all their movies though because that's no, not gonna no. happen no no just have to see enough to know that they're all mesmerized right. or not all right then this is going to be so exciting i think we should just do that for our whole episode next week <laughs> yeah. last week on rage or dare jim and bryce pulled a comedy with tommy lee jones Apparently that's a thing. When they pulled Man of the that's House kind of funny. from my creamy ice bucket of rage. This week, Bryce rides the rage train alone. Checking with him to see if he also needed to use subtitles to understand what Tommy Lee is saying. Or was it so funny that he didn't even need him? Mm. Say you. Um, I don't know. Man of the House, 2005. You know what? It opened up. There was so much action that they actually had to do like a split screen. Did you did you see that? It was like the first oh first five I will six talk seven about minutes that for sure. It's just like there's too much action to contain in one shot. They had to like <laughs> do like seven minutes straight of split screen. I mean, <laughs> what what an awesome start to this movie! I could hardly contain my excitement as I darted my <laughs> eyes back and forth between the tremendous amount of ridiculousness was going on um yeah texas ranger must uh, you know he's, he's protecting a group of cheerleaders that like witnessed a murder is that what I, that's what it was it was uh it was dumb <laughs> did um, you watch it <laughs> yeah no i watched it hey i knew about the split screen don't get that off of imdb <laughs> did, you fall, did you fall asleep before I, I no i actually i watched this at about 11 a.m and i was wide awake unfortunately because had I fallen asleep, this would have been one of those times where I would not have rewound it and watched it again. I would have said, yeah, I saw it. But I, I wouldn't. Nah, I wouldn't have. I would have admitted it to, to not seeing it. Um, I'm just babbling because there's nothing here. It's Tommy Lee Jones. We get um, Cedric Entertainer was actually mildly amusing in this. Sort of. As, as amusing as he can be. Um, anytime I get to see Ann Archer, uh, she played Professor Molly McCarthy. I love Ann Archer. Just seeing her was kind of nice. Her role was like nothing, but you know, I liked seeing her, liked hearing her voice. She's pleasant. I enjoyed her. Um, Arlie Ermey is always awesome as Captain Nichols. You know, he was in it for like two minutes, but those were, those are two good minutes. So, you know, I don't it's know. Mondo. <laughs> uh, you get Shea Wiggum as Ranger Holt, a very young Shea Wiggum here. He's, he is what he is. He's always good. It's like there's some quality actors in here, you know, and of course you got Tommy Lee Jones, but then you got a bunch of these t- girls that oh, they were all so annoying. I, did, I, I was I supposed to sympathize with them? I don't know what I was supposed to do. No, I believe you wanted to see them all dead. 
Oh, well, then maybe that's, yeah. I missed the point, maybe? Um, so, yeah, this was a rage. <laughs> and that was my finest review ever. That was the best review you've ever done. So, the first thing that I need there to say. There was so much action and they did have a split screen. Yeah, there was. Uh, that I did not need subtitles for the entire movie. Because apparently Tommy Lee Jones didn't need them. Nah, when he gets older. Then he but the it. second thing of note is that Tommy Lee Jones is also not funny. The third thing of note didn't he say is, one thing? is yuck. Is yuck. This movie's yucky. And what the fuck is with the split screen at the beginning? <laughs> it was, gave us something to talk about. Yeah, well, okay, so initially I was like, hey, what's going on? But after I started thinking about it, it doubled up the shots and got the movie over faster. So that was good. So let's recap the good things in this movie. Number one, Tommy Lee Jones spoke perfectly enunciated English for most of the movie. The times that I didn't understand him, it wasn't really that important what he was saying. Number two. Why am I stuck on this about number two? Number two. Because it was poopy. Number two. Oh, sorry. Right. Number two. This film is a number two, as mm. you said, Bryce. Uh, right. Uh, split screen sped up this film, which also made it end faster. That is another good thing that happened in this. And that is it. Oh, wait. There was one good song. But otherwise, this film was painful to watch. In the first 15 minutes... You knew exactly everything that could or would or did happen. But you just had to wait till it all happened. But the dialogue was so completely awful, the masochist in me was taking deep, penetrating pleasure from every torturous, painful line struck against my consciousness. Ooh. Ooh. I have what Bryce was having. The complete and full masochist in the relationship that our dominatrix and saddest in this dual-sided S&M relationship, Murray, you should be needing to clean up your underwear with the amount of pleasure, the sadistic torture you inflicted on us. You must be just had a major joygasm. I believe Murray, that was the point. <laughs> you always give us a good time. Because apparently Bryce and I are masochists and you are the saddest in this relationship. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Because there was so much rage for a full hour and 40 minutes. I was getting so much pleasure from this rage. It was so awful. I'm kidding. It was so painful to watch. Uh, also of note, I can't understand why Tommy Lee Jones did this film as he has no scruples, but R. Lee Emery, yeah. he's done Kubrick. I, I thought you would make, make better choices. But it was fun seeing him. I like seeing him. It was. I wish he's I saw him in a bit different movie, but. I went and saw, I went and saw Stanley Kubrick's war movie right after I watched this just to get that movie <laughs> out of my palette. head. Mm. Yeah, it was so good. And he was awesome in it. Yes. It was awful. All right. Well, what's Bryce going to have to watch next week? What? Yeah, no, I think it's your turn next week. Mm -mm. It's not. Oh, wait. What has he got to pull from, Murray? Is, is he going Darebag or? It says Rise of Rage Jim's Train. Hmm. Uh, I don't really care. You choose, Murr. What should I go with? Darebag. Darebag. Oh, it could be a pleasure experience. He says Darebag. He does like a lot of them, apparently. All right, here we go. So this is a fan bag. Is that the truth? Is that, am yes. I speaking the truth here? Yep. That is what it says. Hey, Murray confirmed confirm that I have one thing in my hand. Sure. And it is... Already seen it. Haven't I? What is it? I don't Maybe know. not. Leonard Part 6, didn't I already watch it? Or am I confusing it with uh, Pluto Nash? What was it? Number six? What? Leonard, Leonard, six. Wasn't Leonard, Leonard Part Six? six Bill, Bill Cosby. Cosby. No, you have not seen Leonard Part Six. Who Nash was Eddie Murphy? 
You have not seen Leonard Part it. Six was it was was Bill Cosby back in his heyday. It's good. So, all right, I gotta watch this with yes. a. Yes, you do. So, I mean, I don't know. I can't. I, how can I objectively watch this after all the Bill Cosby crap? Well, that's gonna be a challenge for next week's episode. <sighs> But, okay. but we can say, hey, you kids, get out of that jello tree. That's right. <laughs> well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Some Super Rage love to our members, Julian from It Goes Down in the PM podcast, uh, James and Philip for their continued financial and moral support. Thanks to the extended Film Rage crew of Leonard Conlon, Dex Goose, Tony, and Nat for their artistic contributions to our show. You can find their homes on our show notes. Thanks for our sponsor, Canyon Meadows Cinema. Please go and support your local independent cinemas near you as they desperately need your help as we come out of COVID. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at FilmRageYYC. Follow us on audea.io and search FilmRageYYC for bite-sized film reviews. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for our Red Bubble and Tea Public. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. There's see terrible movies to feel our rage, but no matter what you do, please make us rage, because we love it, because we're masochists. That's it for this week. Rage on! Rage on! Rage on.